Hello everyone, welcome back to a very special episode of Uncanny Treks, where we walk you through what I, Bob and Cascadia, think are the top 10 TV shows of 2022, and my co-host, Matt from the Southland, uh, ribs me mercilessly and tells me what terrible taste I have. How you doing tonight, Matt? I'm doing alright. I may rip you a little bit, we'll see. I'm, I'm, I've got a couple of shows you should be adding to this list, Bob, but they're, they're just not there. I, I look forward to either accepting, rejecting, or just sobbing at your suggestions, Matt. Well, we'll see how that goes, Bob. So let's start with your top 10, Bob. What was your number 10? I, I actually have to begin with a confession, Matt, which is actually very appropriate given the subject matter of the 10th show. But I have to begin with a confession. I didn't actually watch 10 shows that I thought were amazing that were made in 2022. So for the 10 spot, I put in two miniseries, like one's a sequel to the other, that I watched this year, but actually came out several years ago. Oh, God, uh, Bob. Yeah, I had to cheat, Matt. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You screwed uh, for, up the whole thing. Yeah, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. So my number 10 spot were the HBO miniseries Young Pope and uh, New Pope. I was really, really impressed by these. Um, the first one stars uh, Jude Law as the Young Pope. The second one stars John Malkovich as the new pope. Um, they're very, very soapy shows, very fun. They're directed by the great Italian film director Paolo Sorrentino, so they're both beautiful. They're not like greatest TV of all time or anything. They have their flaws, but they're really engaging, really fun. And they, I do have to give them credit. Some of the most beautiful camera work I've ever seen on TV. It's a soap opera about popes. Yep. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love the pope, man. Gotta love Top the pope. Top 10. And not even top 10 2022. Ironically, I guess we're recording this the day after it was announced that uh, the former Pope Benedict died. So RIP, I guess, even though he was sort of an asshole. Yeah. Um, for uh, number nine, I wasn't originally going to put this on the list, but I needed to get out to 10. And this was really good. And we did a whole podcast season. Yeah, why would you it. not put this on the list, Bob? This is one of the best shows ever. I try, I try to keep franchise stuff off my list. I, <laughs> I don't always succeed. Uh, so I went with Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Uh, like I said, we, you know, we, we recorded like what, 10 episodes on it, 12 episodes yeah. on it. It's we, we covered every episode in depth. We're good with that. Yeah, yeah. Love love that Strange New Worlds. Going to number eight, Strange New Worlds was number nine. Number eight is Raised by Wolves Season 2. Have you ever heard of this show, Matt? Yeah, I've seen it many times as I'm cruising through HBO Max, and I just can't click it. I don't know why. Matt, if it makes you feel any better, you won't see it when you're cruising through HBO Max for much longer. Oh, shit. What's going on there? Are they taking it off? Yeah, yeah. Despite the fact that it's an HBO Max original, I think they're taking it off. Despite um, it being on your top ten? Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it sounds like it sounds like allegedly not enough people watched it, although it's really hard to know that for sure with streaming. And I think there's maybe contrary information that suggests it was actually pretty well received. So it's also it's a little hard for me to recommend you watch it because it's going to be unfinished. Season two is going to be the final season unless something unexpected and probably unlikely happens to revive it. And I, I don't know, I think both seasons are very pretty, very interesting, do a lot of cool stuff, both visually and thematically. But, you know, if you're the type of person who likes to go in for a full story, eh, I, I guess you'll be a little disappointed. But it was, the show's produced by Ridley Scott, and it goes into kind of very similar religious themes to his film Prometheus. Um, I don't think season two is as good as season one, but it was still very good. And, you know, basically the premise is just androids raising children on a hostile and mysterious alien world. Okay, yeah, this one's actually drawn my attention a few times. I'm, I, I wonder when it's going off because I need to probably try to watch it. This is definitely one I was like, eh, I, I need to watch this, but I just haven't. It's a hard show to binge, too, is the yeah. thing, man. Because it's like, 
it's I think it's like eight or ten episode seasons, and it's got that like HBO style running time. So it's like it's oh, a hard like, show to binge. It's like a whole ten hours of yeah, non-stop. yeah. So I, I don't know. I would say like maybe just chill on it for now, and maybe like pirate it, in a, pirate it in a couple of years or something. Yeah, sounds good. All right, Bob. So number seven is another one of these damn shows I've thought about clicking on and thought about, but never have. It's also too late for this one, Matt, because Shit! <laughs> it's no longer on HBO Max, even though it's not originally an HBO Max show. It was originally a TNT show and it sounded terrible. So it's the show's called Snowpiercer. And so it's about a train, right? Yeah, it's about a train after um, they try to reverse global warming but the reversing of global warming creates like a massive, massive blizzard. And so the remnants of humanity live on this train that just keeps circling and circling the earth. It's a great French science fiction comic. And then it was a great South Korean science fiction film, albeit with an international cast, including Chris Evans from about 10 years ago. Captain America, guys. And the Human Torch. Yeah, yeah. And the Human Torch and the guy from The Losers. Yeah. But the comic, the movie, and the TV, are, despite having this similar premise, all go in very, very different directions and in very interesting ways. At first, I thought Snowpiercer was going to be awful because it looked like they were going to make a cop show set on the train for TNT. Um, but that's actually not what they did. They went in a very interesting direction. It's the show that has the best depiction of labor and like strikes that I've ever seen on uh, TV, just period. Oh, union type stuff. Yeah, yeah. When you said yeah. labor, I was like, no, 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 wait, wait. I thought you like pregnancy labor. It's like, no, I got no, a better no. show for that. Oh, oh, oh. You, 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 Matt's a big Call the Midwife fan? <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm talking about Game of Thrones, Bob. Oh, yeah. You mean House of the Dragon. Matt. House of the Dragon. Game of Thrones, colon, House of the Dragon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so the season three is supposed to be the penultimate season of the show. It's not as good as the first two, but it's still solid. At this point, we're kind of in the realm where we're having civil wars between the different factions of the two different trains. I really enjoyed it. So the problem is, is that TNT series, but was getting like on HBO Max after a year, but it seems like they've stopped that. The show's no longer on HBO Max. I'm not sure when season four is coming out on TNT. I'm not sure if it'll even be on HBO Max. If it's not on HBO Max, I'm not sure where season four will be. So this looks like it might be another casualty of the contraction of HBO Max that we've complained about already. They seem to be canceling a lot of stuff, specifically things on this list. Yeah, yeah. It's it's almost like they called me up and they're like, hey, Bob, what do you love? And they're <laughs> like, okay, fuck this guy. He has terrible taste. <laughs> All right, Matt. For number six, uh, have you ever heard of the show Dark Winds on AMC? Oh, it's an AMC show. No, I have not. Have you ever heard of those Navajo police novels that are written by Tony Hillerman? Bob, I've never heard of this show. Do you really think I've heard about the Navajo police novels? <laughs> I mean, they're pretty common. You see them like in the Barnes & Noble and such. Oh, no. I haven't actually looked at those, Bob. Okay, so I, I've not read the novels, but Navajo policing is not my thing. Yeah, yeah. This is a great, it's a great, uh, great show. It's based on Tony Hillerman's Navajo police novels. It's set in the 70s, and it's got really great period detail. It's got uh, that actor Zane McLaren from Fargo, whom I really like. It's got uh, Noah Emmerich from The Americans, whom I really like. Although Philistines like Matt might know him more from The Walking Dead, sadly. And it's a really tight, tight uh, six-episode season. Uh, really looking forward to what they do with season two. Okay. It's an AMC AMC, AMC. All right. Yeah. Number yeah. five, Bob. 
Oh man, I know Matt's never heard of this. Um, oh, BBC Amazon Prime. What the hell is that? <laughs> it's called a joint production, you Philistine. So it's not just an Amazon Prime original. <laughs> no, it's BBC's involved in it, and most of the, not most, but a lot of the actors are English and the writers English. Uh, it's from my favorite English TV writer, Hugo Blick. It's about an English woman and a Pawnee Army Scout who kind of form a buddy cop revenge duo. And it's kind of an homage to the Spaghetti Westerns. I think it's only six episodes. Very well made. Very beautiful. The English, worth your time. And then the next one, Bob, on your list, number four and number three are the same damn show. But I've, I did a little bit of research, and I understand why you have separated them. Although I heard that your number four pick is kind of a shitty pick. Oh, oh, what moron told you that? I don't know. I just was reading some reviews and stuff, and people didn't seem to like this. So tell, tell us what it is, Bob. What's number four? Yeah, yeah. So the number four and number three is kind of a unique case. I've never seen a show do this before, I don't think. But uh, the great show Atlanta, which is kind of Donald Glover's like surreal hip-hop comedy, aired its last episode, I think, in 2019, or last season in 2019. It was on hiatus for years. Actually, it was 2018. It was on hiatus for years, and then it came back to do two seasons in one year, and those are the final seasons. So in my number four spot, I put Atlanta season three. So it's a it's a really interesting uh, show. It's kind of like half and half, like half of the sh- half of the episodes of Atlanta season three are like the surreal adventures of the main four characters as they go on a European tour. One of the main characters is a uh, is a famous famous hip hop star in in the universe. Uh, played by Brian Tyree Henry, who you might re- remember from like Godzilla versus Kong. He and his manager and his friends are on tour in Europe, and they have half the episodes are just surreal adventures of our Atlanta African-American characters being fish out of water in Europe. And then the other half are basically just kind of standalone anthology episodes about racism. It's kind of like Black Mirror, but the two main differences I would say are it's even more explicitly about racism than Black Mirror, and it's also good, and uh, Black Mirror is definitely not good. So that's my argument for Atlanta Season 3, Matt, and uh, fuck all those haters. Yeah, so Black Mirror is about why technology's bad, and Atlanta Season 3 is about why racism is bad. I wouldn't just say like why racism's bad. I would say more about the, the many and hilarious forms of racism. Oh, okay. Well, that gives us, takes us to number three, Bob, which is the same damn show. Yeah, yeah. So that's Atlanta season four, the final season. Uh, it turns back to fully focus on the four main uh, cast members. It wraps up some of the plot threads from the, you know, the, the first three seasons. Not that they really needed that much wrapping up. And uh, it goes insanely meta. There's great episodes about shopping in Atlanta, children's books, D'Angelo, Family Tensions, Tyler Perry, Soldier Boy, do you remember the Goofy movie, Matt? Yes, Bob. Of course I remember the Goofy movie. There's an amazing episode about how the Goofy movie is the blackest movie ever made. And uh, it also gives a really interesting portrait of black agrarianism, a.k.a. black farming, and Judge Judy. Okay. You're going to have to watch Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta, man. It's worth your time. I know I probably did a terrible job of selling Matt on it. Uh, Matt's probably never going to watch it, even though he should, because it's really good. It's on FX, correct? Yeah, it's on FX. You can get it on Hulu. I didn't tell you the best part, Matt. Um, the episodes, because it's like a, it's a surreal comedy, they're only 30 minutes. Oh, wow. So don't have to, don't have to sit around too long. Okay, yeah, good. so better, better than Black Mirror at half the length, my brother. Half nice. the length. All right, I, you watched my number two show, right? Yes, I did watch the show, and it was excellent. All right, so for number two, I did uh, We Own This City. The writers who did The Wire returned to Baltimore after making shows about Iraq, New Orleans, and New York. 
It's an HBO miniseries about the true story of cops robbing a bunch of civilians. But I would argue that the true star here is John Berthanol's Baltimore accent. It's amazing. And just so you know, if you're a white listener, you'll hate yourself after watching this. I mean, you should always hate yourself as a white person, but, you know, it's nice to have, like, good art like Atlanta and We in the City reinforce that hatred. Very good show, though. I agree with you on your number two there, Bob. Oh, wow. Well, so you you fell off my number one show, right? Yeah, I, I didn't watch this show that much. I just could not get into it. So go ahead and tell everybody what it is, Bob. What is, what is number one? Yeah, yeah. It's number one is the final season of Better Call Saul. I think that was season six, although it's hard to keep count. I think it was season six. After Breaking Bad, Bob, I'm like, I just was, I was done with the characters. I, I respect that. I respect that. Ultimately, like, there's some things about Better Call Saul that actually make me want to say it's better than Breaking Bad. But on the other hand, ultimately, in the final season of Better Call Saul, it does kind of drive this home. It remains, like, too dependent on Breaking Bad to be better than Breaking Bad, if that makes sense. That does make sense. Now, there was a there was a movie that came out on Netflix too that was also a tie-in that I think failed miserably. Well, it did come out on Netflix. I don't I don't know that it failed miserably because it's I mean it's just hard to know like what it what is and isn't a success on streaming, you know? Yeah, that's true. But yeah, it's called it's called El Camino. It's like it was totally unnecessary uh, because it's like what happened to Jesse after he escapes. Okay. But so totally unnecessary, didn't need to be made, but very, very good and very satisfying. I and my friends enjoyed it. El Camino plays a little into the last few episodes of Better Call Saul, although not that much. And you do get some pretty heavy Breaking Bad connections, even more so than in general in the last few episodes of Better Call Saul. I would say, like, give it give it some time and then try to try to watch Better Call Saul, like, all together. I think you might enjoy it more altogether it was a kind of hard show to watch like as it came out like both my boy noah and i kind of struggled with like remembering what had happened season to season all that stuff i think it would be a show that would do better if you just watched it over the course of four or six months you know yeah i'm gonna have to do that i, I just i just was breaking bad i was so like done with the with the characters after the end after the finale i just didn't want to go back onto it. It just seemed like it would cash in at the time. But then I see that we've got, how many seasons is this? Like, I think this is six. It's six at least seasons, five, so maybe six. It not that bad. I mean, you can go that far. So, And I mean, it's like amazing uh, acting from, oh man, I'm blanking on the guy who plays Saul, Bob Odenkirk. Amazing acting from Bob Odenkirk. Really good stuff um, from Jonathan Banks, who plays Mike, and um, the guy who plays Gus Fring, uh, who's also amazing, but I'm blanking on his name. So good stuff all around. Also, I, what I'm really looking forward to is the next thing that Vince Gilligan, is, the writer, is supposed to be working on is an Apple TV show with, that's supposed to star Rhea Seahorn, who was a new character, who was the fem- or that you know, the actress who played a new character in Better Call Saul. <laughs> this is not a Breaking Bad spinoff. And all we know is Vince Gilligan's writing it. Rhea Seahorn is supposed to be the lead, and it's uh, at Apple TV. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Apparently, after that show, Gilligan has said he might go back to the better Call Saul, Breaking Bad universe again, although I, I don't really know that there's much else to do. All right, Bob. So we've reached the end of your list. Now I'm going to uh, give you some suggestions to add to your list. And you tell me Actually, why before, you- before you give suggestions, so... You're, you're mostly just annoyed because you feel like Better Call Saul, Atlanta, The English, Dark Winds, 
and uh, Snowpiercer and Raised by Wolves and The Pope Shows are obscure. Is that is that your general vibe about my list? Uh, for the most part, yeah. It's not a bad list other than you put like Atlanta twice. I think that was kind of a cop-out. And then you have something on here that wasn't from 2022, Young Pope and New Pope, just because you like that show. Well, again, both season three and season four aired twice in, <laughs> in 2022. And I don't think there were other shows that were that good in 2022. Exactly, Bob, which is why I'm going to give you some suggestions. And you All tell right, me I'm, why, why I, you think these are not a good idea. And you'll probably know I'm, what they are. are you, are you I'm really Bob? excited for these suggestions. Hit me, brother. All right, Bob. 2022, we had the debut of Wednesday. Oh, God. I, Number one on Netflix for the last month, Bob. Why is that not I, on your list? Because I don't have any affection for the Addams Family as a franchise. <laughs> like, I don't. Well, damn, Bob. How about uh, Stranger Things? Oh, fuck you. That show sucks. Oh, it's the worst. That show is such garbage. If that show were in the room with me right now, I would kick it in the balls. I hate that show. Bob, The Crown? Oh, did Alan put you up to this, you son of a bitch? No, Bob. I'm just telling you, like, like The Crown had Princess Diana in it the last season. It was pretty cool. You missed out. I, I hear it was even more of a car wreck than her death. You like... I mean, you like you like these soap operas about popes because I I sympathize with uh, with popes to a certain degree, despite being an atheist. Whereas I think those kraut lizards who call themselves the English royal family need to be guillotined. Huh? <laughs> Bob, how about the Sandman? Yeah. So the thing about the Sandman is, is I've never fully read the original series. So I'm going to have to read the original series before I ever watch the Netflix adaptation. I will read the original series of Sandman at some point, although I'm not in a hurry to. I don't know if I'll ever watch the Netflix show. Dead to Me, Bob. Dead to Me is a good show. What's Dead to Me? I don't. Is that the psychic cop show? No, it's, it's a terrible show. It's, like, <laughs> it's got Christina Applegate in it. Her husband's dead. There's like a murder thing. It's, 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 it's not. It's, it's, I, don't, I, don't, I don't hate Christina Applegate, but that doesn't sound good. It's convoluted, and the last season was terrible. So that's. It's How many seasons did it run? Three. I'm hoping it's not going for a fourth. How many seasons did Stranger Things make it to? Stranger Things is that season four? Oh, that's off. Man, they they really only put that out every like two or three years, don't they? Yeah. All right, Bob, how about uh, White Lotus? Yeah, a lot of my friends like White Lotus, and I might like White Lotus, but I, I don't know. I've just never been feeling it. I've just never No, I, I've got nothing against it. I've just never been feeling it. I've never watched it. All right, Bob, how about what we mentioned earlier, Game of Thrones, uh, something, something dragon? House of the Dragon, motherfucker. Um. I was like, I offered to watch it with my friends, but they didn't want to, and I wasn't going to watch it by myself. Oh. Also, I, I kind of got angry when it, I heard that Matt Smith's character was impotent. <laughs> and I also kind of got angry when the showrunner was like, yeah, we want to focus on the pregnancy scenes instead of the battle scenes. Yeah, lots so that, of intense labor scenes going on in this show. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I don't, I don't really need to see that. That show, I, I watched it alone because I can do that. It was okay. Except for the last episode that just completely bombed it. So, good job. Well, I mean, in fairness to me, I watched I watched about half of this list alone. I believe you, Bob. I believe you. But were you really it, alone? I am I am very alone. I, I, I live alone with a cat. He's very abusive, Matt. All right, Bob. I can't think of any more shows. I thought you were going to ask me about, like, Miss Marvel and what were the other Disney Oh, yeah. All the, all the Marvel movies. Uh, yeah, all the Marvel things. They're, they're, they're lame, anyway. We already talked about yeah. those. Yeah, Miss Miss Marvel, Miss Marvel and What If were kind of bland, but they weren't bad. So overall, Bob, it's a fine list. Some things I might actually take a look at. I would say you should watch Atlanta 
definitely. And I would say you should give it a couple years and watch Better Call Saul. Those would be the two I would really push on you. From your list, I suggest I really suggest listeners that you watch Wheel in the City. It's it's just a great show. Yeah, yeah. I, one of the happy things about We on the City is it finally inspired my boy Noah to go back and watch The Wire, which I like loaned him those DVDs like five years ago. So he's finally <laughs> watching them now. Well, this has been uh, an adventure into Bob being uh, arguably pretentious and niche and uh, Matt uh, calling him out correctly for that. A very special episode on Bob's top 10 for 2022 televisually. I am Bob in Cascadia. That is Matt in the Southland. We are part of Uncanny Treks. Have a great night, everybody. TV top 10 for Bob. Thanks for listening. Bob. <laughs>